What you think, you see, and you ultimately become. Think better, live better. Welcome to the Think Better, Live Better podcast. We're your hosts, Mark and Angel Chernoff. New York Times bestselling authors and creators of the popular blog, Mark and Angel Hack Life. Today's episode is titled, Five Notes to Self About the Precious Little Time You Have Left. A good girl who didn't make it. Alyssa was my best friend. She was a talented musician, a graceful gymnast, a brilliant writer, and a deeply passionate human being. She cared about people. Love bled from every facet of her being. When she spoke, her eyes were as sincere as her words, and she always wanted to understand what was wrong so she could strive to make it better. But Alyssa woke up one day during her senior year of college with a strange pain in her chest. The on-campus doctors didn't understand why, so they referred her to a specialist. After several MRIs and blood tests, they determined that she had a rare escalated case of Hodgkin's lymphoma, a form of cancer. She spent the next three years suffering through varying degrees of pain and sickness as multiple doctors treated her with irradiation and chemotherapy. And although these doctors were initially hopeful, Alyssa's condition worsened and she eventually succumbed to her cancer, dying on her 25th birthday. A bad guy who did make it. Ethan was also my friend. Although not as multi-talented as Alyssa, he was incredibly smart, particularly when it came to money and business tactics. But sadly, he didn't care about people one bit. I eventually learned, just before ending our 10-year friendship, that he had ripped people off for a living. He primarily targeted elderly folks who had relatively small life savings. They're all suckers, he told me. And he felt no remorse because, he continued, they'll all be dead soon anyway. Today, at the age of 37, Ethan is a multimillionaire. And although... We haven't spoken in years. I've heard from others that he still hasn't gotten into any legal trouble at all. Largely, I think, because of the calculated threats I've heard he makes to anyone he suspects might have a good conscience. I hear also that he doesn't suffer from any major health problems and that he and his complicit wife and his two healthy sons live in a mansion somewhere in Los Angeles. The reason we make our time count. These are real stories, and yet they're old stories. They're familiar stories. The people and circumstances differ for everyone who tells them, but the core lessons remain the same. Life is short and it isn't fair. Bad things do happen to good people and good things happen to bad people. Tragically, these stories and lessons often fuel the excuses many of us use when we choose not to follow our hearts. They fuel the excuses many of us use when we choose to treat ourselves and each other without dignity and respect. Why care, we argue, when the Alyssas of the world suffer and die young while the Ethans of the world sip wine at five-star resorts well into their 80s. But for some of us, Alyssa and Ethan are the reason we do follow our hearts. His story is the reason we live to make the world a little bit brighter, to make people a little happier. And her story is the reason we use all of the strength we have right now, because we know we may not have the same strength tomorrow. Because a world with no guarantees requires us to make the best of the precious little time that we have left. Here are some notes to self for making your time count. The key that Angel and I have discovered is keeping the right thoughts and intentions at the top of our minds on a daily basis. Over the past decade, we've written various notes to self, like the ones we're going to read to you. 
all of which are now excerpts from our New York Times bestselling book too, by the way. And we've placed these notes where we can easily see and reference them on a daily basis. For example, several of our original notes are presently taped up over our desks in our home office. These notes to self help us stay on track by empowering us to make the best and most effective use of our time. We've passed these notes on to our course students and live seminar attendees over the years, and many of them have thanked us for doing so. We hope you find value in them today also. Number one, opportunity is only ever found in the present. Some people wait all day for 5 p.m., all week for Friday, all year for the holidays, all their lives for happiness and peace. Don't be one of them. Life is too short. Time is running out. Don't wait until your life is almost over to realize how good it has been. The secret to happiness and peace is letting this moment be what it is instead of what you think it should be and then making the very best of it. If you don't allow yourself to move past what happened, what was said, what was felt, you will look at your present and future through that same dirty lens and nothing will be able to focus your foggy judgment. Realize this. What you do now matters more than what happened yesterday. Number two, your entire life can be customized from day to day. There are hundreds of people in every town on earth who live their entire lives on the default settings, never realizing that they can customize everything. Don't be one of them. Don't settle for the default settings in life. Find your loves, your talents, your passions, and embrace them. Don't hide behind other people's decisions. Don't let others tell you what you want or what you are capable of. Explore the unknown. Test the limits. Design your journey every step of the way. The life you create from doing something that moves and excites you is far better than the life you get from sitting around wishing you were doing it. Number three, the willingness to do hard things makes life worth living. If you want a job, be ready to work. If you want a relationship, be ready to work. If you want a family, be ready to work. If you want happiness, be ready to learn and earn and give and grow, not just want and have and take and show. Truth be told, one of the most important abilities you can develop in life is the willingness to accept and grow through life's challenges and discomforts. Because the best things are often hard to come by, at least initially. And if you shy away from hard work and discomfort, you'll miss out on them entirely. Mastering a new skill is hard. Building a business is hard. Writing a book is hard. A marriage is hard. Friendship is hard. Parenting is hard. Staying healthy is hard. But all are amazing and worth every bit of effort you can muster. Number four, daily kindness is a beautiful legacy to leave behind. Some people will be kind to you. Some won't. Be kind anyway. Through kindness, you have the ability to make a profound difference in every life you touch, including your own. When you guide somebody who is lost and confused, when you hold somebody who is sad and grieving, when you hug someone who has lost all their hope, you will feel yourself healing and growing stronger. So just keep reminding yourself that you will end up terribly disappointed if you expect people will always do for you as you do for them. Not everyone has the same heart, strength, and inner resolve as you. No matter what has happened, or what happens today, let kindness be your superpower. Being extra kind to people is a peaceful way to live in each moment and a beautiful legacy to leave behind in the long run. 
Number five, everything will change again, faster and sooner than expected. Nothing lasts, everything changes. Day-to-day is a winding journey. As human beings, we are constantly outgrowing what we once thought we couldn't live without and falling in love with what we didn't even know we wanted. Life literally keeps leading us on journeys we would never go on if it were up to us. Don't be afraid. Have faith. Find the lessons. Trust the journey. You will gradually learn that nobody gets too far without losing somebody they love, something they need, or something they thought was meant to be. But it is these very losses that make us stronger and eventually move us towards future opportunities. Embrace these opportunities. Enter new relationships and new situations knowing that you are venturing into unfamiliar territory. Be ready to learn, be ready for a challenge, and be ready to experience something or meet somebody that just might change your life forever. You know, although it still hurts sometimes, uh, it's also inspiring to think that a whole decade after her passing, fond memories of my friend Alyssa continue to guide many of the decisions Angel and I make on a daily basis. And Alyssa is not our only source of inspiration either. Over the years, Angel and I have lost several key figures in our lives far too soon to death, including uh, Angel's brother, Todd, and our mutual best friend, Josh. Every single word that we've ever written in a book or on our blog, every single live event we've ever hosted, every single coaching session we've ever hosted with a student is done with these people and the notes to self that we've written inspired by them in mind. Um, and I'm sure you can relate in some way, you know, to a greater or lesser extent, we all know deep down that life is short and that our mortality is real, right? Our, our inevitable demise is upon us at some point. Um, and yet we're infinitely surprised when it catches up to somebody we know. You know, it's like walking up a flight of stairs with a distracted mind and miscalculating that final step. You expected there to be one more stair than there is, but there isn't. And so you find yourself off balance, tripping over yourself, for a little while until your mind shifts back to the present moment and the reality of how life really is. So let's take a deep breath right now and let's take it to heart. Let's make the best of the precious little time that we have left together. Yeah, I think this is, this topic is a great reminder because I think all too often we get comfortable in the day-to-day and we assume it's always going to be like that. But yeah. it's not, right? I mean, you know, it's one of the life's cliches that life is short, right? I mean, this is something that we hear time and time again, and yet there's so much truth in that reality. And it, it takes on a whole different level of meaning when you do lose somebody you love, when you realize that something that you relied on, something that you expected would always be there for the duration of your life um, is suddenly not there, right? When life changes abruptly. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, these reminders inspired by people we've lost, inspired by incredibly strong people that we still have in our lives. Um, I think what, what's important is, is, is to constantly jog that, that memory of ours, right? To say like, to give ourselves, like to, to leverage some of the losses and some of the big changes in our life, right? Some of those unexpected, painful life changes to hone that as inspiration for making the best of each moment that we do have, right? To take that negative event and, and, and be an optimist with it and, and shift it in a way that we can, we can use it for fuel and say, you know what, like that's all the reason in the world to be grateful for the moment that we have today. 
It's all the reason in the world to, to make the best of what we've got, to take that next step or that first step or whatever it is, to make our time count. Because we just don't know, right? I mean, none of us do. We, ha- we have to have goals and things that we're aspiring to create. But we also have to be here now and make the best of the step that we're taking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, what inspires me is to know that we, we are very lucky that we continue to be able to press forward. And so realizing that though a loved one's life was cut short, that we are, we're fortunate, we're blessed to be here and to make the best of it and to really, you know, live the life that we're capable of. Yeah, I think, I mean, Angel and I specifically, you know, like, let's look at your brother, Todd, and and even Josh passing away, um, have become incredibly um, compassionate towards those who have lost loved ones, right? Um, In fact, I, I think that the compassion that we developed in our hearts um, for, those, for, for those kinds of situations out of our own life experiences have made us better human beings, right? We were able to treat those um, who, who have losses, and it may not even be the loss of life, but just the loss of something that they relied on in their lives. We've used the fuel of our own pain to be a source of inspiration and at the very, at very least the source of support, a listening ear, a shoulder to lean on to those who don't have one right now. And I think that's something important to think about that your, the pain that you feel can be turned into a source of hope for others, or at least a source of support, right? You, you can be someone who says, I get it. I've been there myself. I'm going through the same thing. I'm hurting too. And that can mean all the difference in the world to someone who's struggling. Mm-hmm. What you think, you see, you ultimately become. Think better, live better. 